Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Um, like I said before, I was going to try to do a college football recap and then promise to do an NFL recap. So uh, here's going to be a little recap. I'm not going to go over every single game. It's going to mainly be, you know, just talking about different games that stuck out to me. And then, of course, got to talk about my Chicago Bears. It might turn into just the Chicago Bears thing every week, but I'll talk about other games very briefly. Um, so it was week one of the NFL. You know, very first game, we had the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans, which we all kind of knew what was going to happen with that game. Uh, so no need to talk about that. Um, you know, my Bears did pull off the win, um, you know, 27-23 over the Detroit Lions. Uh, but we'll, we'll get more into depth with that. That'll be the last thing I discuss. Um, a couple of the games that people have been talking about and what kind of stuck out to people. Um, I guess I'll just talk about the one everybody want to talk about. Uh, during the offseason, the big thing was, uh, you know, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, I think a lot of people tune into that game because they were playing the New Orleans Saints first. And, uh, you know, they kind of wanted to see what Tom Brady had, what kind of offense the uh, Tampa Bay was going to have. The offense was talked up a lot. Um, you know, but a lot of the NFL, they, they were talking about, you know, there was no real offseason. There was no you know, this or that, and, uh, you know, like, they had their practices and everything, but they said a lot of teams would be rusty, and so I know that's what a lot of people are making, I don't know if you want to call them excuses, but that's kind of what people are going with, but I'll tell you what, I turned that game on, Tom Brady looked good at first, he was throwing the ball pretty good, their offense looked pretty good, they were 
run the ball pretty good. He's throwing good passes. Um, but, you know, New Orleans – people forget about New Orleans Saints. You know, I don't think Drew Brees, you know, he didn't have his greatest game, but they played uh, as well as a team. Um, but Tom Brady kind of helped them out a little bit. Um, I mean, if you really look at Tom Brady's numbers, he was 23 for 36. He threw for 239 yards. He averaged 6.6 .6 yards pass. But what killed the – you know, what killed – Tampa Bay was uh, couldn't stop New Orleans offense or defense was out there a lot, uh, but it was turnovers. Tom Brady had two interceptions. I believe he fumbled or somebody else fumbled, so they had three turnovers, and those many turnovers are going to put you in a bad position, uh, you know, to try to win the game. So Tampa Bay, they just, you know, they can blame Tom Brady all they want, but, I mean, Tom Brady's getting a little older. He didn't really – I mean, if you take away the interceptions, if he didn't throw those interceptions, his numbers look pretty good. Uh, so it's just the big turnovers. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay had three of them. There was a fumble and two interceptions. And uh, New Orleans had none. So, they, you know, if you look at it that way, yeah, New Orleans should win that game. Uh, but, you know, that was the big play. Now everyone's saying that, uh, you know, the Patriots won because of Bill Belichick because Patriots did come out win with Cam Newton. Cam Newton played really well. I uh, rushed for a lot, and I think that, you know, going on to the New England Patriots, um, people were saying they were going to tank the year. People said, you know, they weren't going to be very good. I'm not a big Cam Newton fan. There's just something about him. He, he's a good player, uh, you know, and everything else. I mean, he's taken the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl. But there's just something that I just don't trust about him, not him as a person. It's just him as a player. Is he going to win you the crunch game all the time like a Drew Brees or even Tom Brady did, uh, you know, Peyton Manning type and everything. So we'll see. Uh, Cam Newton's got – he had a good coach at Carolina Panthers. He just, you know, near the end there couldn't stay healthy. But you're going to see Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick maybe if they start to see uh, Patriots, they start to play well, they're going to open up the playbook to do different things they couldn't do with Tom Brady. They're going to do power reads. They're going to do fourth and one. Uh, you know, do a zone or a quarterback power, uh, a, you know, a quarterback dive and everything else with Cam Newton. Or they're going to do that, you know, we call it the Tim Tebow pass, uh, the fake, you know, run up, dump it over because Cam Newton can run. So I think you're going to see their offense open up a little bit. But again, they don't have those huge playmakers on offense. So they're going to keep it very simple. They're going to do what they need to do, dink and dunk down the field, try to get the run game going more. But I don't think the Patriots are going to be as bad as everyone thinks they are. Um, so as of right now, people are saying it's Bill Belichick and it's system more than Tom Brady. Uh, so we're going to see, you know, I don't, I'm not going to count Tom Brady out yet. Those numbers stick out to you. Um, another big one uh, was the San Francisco 49ers. You know, they just came off of a Super Bowl loss where they could have won the Super Bowl. And they come and play these Arizona Cardinals, which Arizona Cardinals get a lot of heat because you've got uh, Cliff Kingsbury coming in with his air raid type offense into the NFL. Kyle Murray, you know, a short quarterback, um, you know, he doesn't get a lot of respect. And they come out and Kyle Murray, you know, he's 26 of 40 for 230 yards. He throws a touchdown and a pick. I mean, it's not too bad of numbers. Um, but the big, you know, thing was the Andre Hopkins, man. 14 receptions, 151 yards. His longest catch was 33. And he got thrown the ball. 16 times. So out of the 16 times he got targeted, he caught 14 of them. So, 
that was a big deal. I think Larry Fitzgerald brings a lot of attention, so it opens up. But Hopkins is a great receiver. Kyle Murray's glad to have him. Uh, but, I mean, on the other side, Jimmy G didn't play too bad. He was 19 at 33 with 259 yards. He averaged 7.8 yards in a pass, and he had two touchdowns. So, I mean, realistically, you look at those numbers, the 19 at 33 is not always glamorous, but, you know, that's not a bad game. But that's, I think, Jimmy G, that's not a way to start the year, but he's got to take a step up, um, knowing him at, you know, both going to Eastern Illinois together, the way he played there, the way he played in New England, the way he played last year. He got a lot of heat last year, saying he may not be the guy to win him the game. He's got to take a step forward. I think those numbers are fine, and people are saying, well, you got to do enough to win the game. Um, and football is a little different than a lot of other sports, so those numbers aren't too bad. Um, you know, the defense has got to step up a little bit. Um, you know, it shows that, you know, San Francisco didn't turn the ball over. Um, and for air raid offense, um, the Arizona Cardinals actually held the ball longer. They had the ball for 31 minutes compared to Arizona, who had it for 28 minutes. Uh, so I think Arizona just did a little more that they had to do to win the game. So I think Arizona Cardinals are going to be a fun team to watch. I think they're going to let it loose, um, especially Kyler Murray, not getting any respect. Cliff Kingsbury, not getting any respect. So I think they're going to open it up a little bit. Another game, we're going to go through just a couple more here before I can really talk to the meat potatoes of, of what I want to talk about with my Bears and Lions. Um, I'll just talk about the Cowboys-Rams, you know, very shortly. Um, you know, everyone was looking forward to that game. They were kind of wanting to see if it was going to be a high-scoring game. And, you know, Cowboys get a lot of heat, a lot of heat because they're America's team. A lot of people don't like them. And then people are going to look at Dak Prescott because he's trying to look for a new contract. He wants to get paid more than a one-year contract or the franchise tag that he had. Um, I mean, if you look at his numbers, he was 25 of 39 for 266 yards, averaged 6.8 yards pass, and had one touchdown. So, I mean, not bad numbers. But, again, you know, that's 14 passes you don't complete. You only throw one touchdown. Uh, so, I mean – New new head coach, new offense. Uh, you know, you didn't have the off quite the same offseason that we've always had. So, I mean, not bad numbers. But then you look at Jared Goff. He was 20 of 31. It's a lot better than going 25 of 39. He threw for 275 yards. Uh, he averaged 8.9 yards uh, a pass, but he had no touchdowns. He threw an interception. So that's a hard one. You know, when you look at the numbers, you kind of go, well, in that situation, I kind of want to take Dak Prescott because, you know, he threw a touchdown. But then you look at uh, the Rams rushing, you know, Malcolm Brown had two touchdown runs. So that really put them in a position where Ezekiel Elliott, only, they, he only had one rushing yard or touchdown. Now he had 22 carries for 96 yards. Uh, not great on 22 carries, 96 yards does help. Uh, Dak Prescott at 30 yards rushing, so they got him running a little bit. But, you know, they need to figure out what their identity is going to be on offense, um, and they got to get it clicking. Um, I think they will. I think with a new head coach coming in, once they get it clicking, uh, when Dak Prescott gets his confidence, when they get the running game going, uh, I think they'll be fine. Uh, and the Rams, I think, are going to be the Rams. You're going to see Sean McVay dial it up on offense. I think Jared Goff's going to figure it out again. I think that – the more they start playing, it's not going to be quite the same offense that it was a couple years ago when they went to the Super Bowl, but you're going to see them turn it on. 
you know, like Robert Woods, he had 105 yards receiving. So Jared Goff really targeted him. He caught the ball six times and he targeted him eight times. So you're going to see them open it up a little bit. I think everybody's just a little rusty. So I think the Cowboys um, are going to turn it on at some point here. I think the Rams are going to turn it on too. So look out for those two teams. I know people are going to come after me for saying the Cowboys are going to turn it on, but they do, you know, they do this. I think that they, uh, you know, I think it, since the conference they're in with the NFC East, they could win the NFC East and make playoffs. So I'm not saying they're going to go 13-3. and three, But, you know, you had the Washington football team beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm laughing because I know a lot of Eagles fans. Uh, I kind of laughed at it because they were whipping them. And then Washington football team, and I, I kind of laugh when I say that. Um, I'm glad they changed their name, but not to that. It could have been something else. So with that, uh, you know, and the Giants lost as well. So, I mean, if they're going to worry about the Washington football team, I think the Cowboys have a chance to win their conference and make the playoffs this year. And I think the Rams are going to – their defense played well. Their defense is tough. Their offense is going to turn it on. Uh, then the big talk was Gardner Minshew for Jacksonville Jaguars, air raid quarterback for Mike Leach at Washington State his last year. He went 19 of 20 for 173 yards, averaged 8.7 yards pass, and three touchdowns. Now, there was talk that the Jaguars were going to tank so they could get better draft picks. Minshew said, nah, I'm here to play. I'm here to do my job. And he did what he had to do to beat Phillip Rivers on his new team with the Colts. And Phillip Rivers, you know, you look at his numbers, 36 of 46, 363 yards. He averaged 7.9 yards a pass. So when you first look at that, you're like, man, you know, that, that's really good numbers. He only threw one touchdown and two interceptions. Those two interceptions killed them, which turns into Minshew throwing three touchdown passes. So, and he spread the ball around a lot. He had receivers with 47 yards, 37 yards, 28 yards, 25 yards. Uh, you know, their rushing attack, they had 62 yards, 19 yards. They were very balanced. They nickel and dime down the field. They did what they had to do. Minshew said, I ain't tanking. I'm here to play and do my job, earn my money, earn my spot, keep my starting job. He's here to do that. Philip Rivers is just getting a little older. Uh, so we're going to see those two interceptions kill them. Uh, Colts, I am not sure. That is the big question mark. I like to sit here and say they'll turn around because of Philip Rivers. We're going to find out. That's the Colts. I don't know. Jaguars. I think they're going to be competitive. I think they have nothing to lose because, you know, they're, they were supposed to get a tank. They have nothing to lose. So they're going to come out and play people very, very tough. All right. So now we're that's my update for the NFL um, for tough teams. Now we're going to talk about my Bears and Lions. My Bears and Lions are, is the game that I really watched from start to finish. So first half, I wanted to throw the TV out the window. And again, I, I was watching as a coach, but I was also watching as a fan. In the first quarter, they, Bears went back to who they wanted to be. They had a lot of tight ends in the game. They ran the ball very, very well. Uh, you know, they were getting good chunks of yards on the run game. Uh, and then I'm not going to blame Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky in the first quarter like a lot of people did. Um, if you look at the throws, they were going off wide, receiver, wide receiver's fingertips. And as a coach who used to coach quarterbacks, when you're going to throw the ball, you want to put it to only where your wide receiver can get it. So in the first quarter, and part of the second quarter, I, I will say this, there were throws 
that he made, and it was off the wide receiver, wide receiver's fingertips. And if you look where he placed it, if it was near the sideline, it was going to go to the sideline, not completely out of bounds, but it was going to come off the, um, his fingers and go out of bounds. That's where you teach them to throw it. You don't want to underthrow any interception. When he was going towards the end zone, there was times where it was the same thing. And, you know, as quarterbacks, I think we've all, coaching quarterbacks, we've all done this drill where, you know, you, you put the garbage cans in certain areas, corner the end zone on the sideline, and they've got to lob it up and get it into the, uh, the bucket. And you'd make a game out of it. So, I mean, realistically, when you look at it that way, that's fine. But I think as a fan's perspective, watching that saying it's happening again we're not doing enough to maybe win this game and then you know going into halftime when it was i think it was 13 to 6 detroit you know that detroit was turning on they had momentum you know we got the ball back to try to come down and score in a two-minute drill and we couldn't and we get right back to the lions and you know they came down and scored and uh so I think the first half was same old, same old Bears. Uh, and I started to watch it as a fan, and I started to get tired of Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there saying, you know, we could have got Teddy Bridgewater, could have got Cam Newton. We're sitting there. Nick Foles is sitting on the sideline, and it's just kind of like, hey, I'm tired of watching this. He needs to be on a short leash. Put Nick Foles in. Well, they kept Mitch in. Third quarter, same thing. We gave up 10 points to the Detroit Lions. You know, now it's, you know, 23 to 6 uh, at this point. And I'm like, we're, we're not going to win. We're not going to win. Well, man, yeah, the heavens were shining down on the Bears. Come back to score 21 points in the fourth quarter to win 27-23. But we should have lost that game. I, how you get let us score 21 points is beyond me. And then I cannot remember the player's name. I apologize to him. It was the running back wide receiver. They the Lions marched right down the field. This guy, Matthew Stafford, threw him a perfect pass up the sideline. He had it in his hands to cross the end zone, dropped it because he was so worried about scoring. He took his eyes off it. He was too worried about where he was uh, to score, and we should have lost. Now, he dropped it. Bears win. Wins a win. Uh, moral victories, you can believe them or not believe in them. Wins a win. So, you know, as a Bears fan, you're going to take that win because this can be very important coming down, especially if we get to a situation where we might be fighting for a wild card spot. Um, but, man, we should have lost that game. We could be sitting here 0-1 for two reasons. One, it was 23-6 to in the fourth quarter, and then he drops that pass. So if you look at Mitch Trubisky's numbers, he was 20-36, 242 yards, and three touchdowns. That's actually a really good stat line if you actually look at it. Now, that's 16 passes, so, I mean, but really, that, you're going to look at it and say, okay, you know, it's pretty good, but his three touchdowns came in the fourth quarter. So is it that he just decided to turn it on? I, I was watching the game. The passes he was making in the first half and the third quarter, coming off guys' fingertips, all of a sudden he was making them. And I don't know, we were kind of going a little faster. It was a little more of tempo. I don't know if the Lions are ready for it. I'll say this. Thank goodness, no offense, Detroit Lions. Thank goodness we were playing the Detroit Lions. If we were playing the Packers, we would have lost playing that way. Uh, if we were playing the Steelers or whoever, uh, I don't even know. Another team that wasn't the Lions, we, we, we would probably lose this game. But really, if you look at it, not a bad stat line, but that came in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, Matthew Stafford, he was 24 of 42, 297 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not bad. Um, you know, thanks for the interception, but, you know, it's not bad. The big player that I didn't expect was Adrian Peterson. 14 carries, 93 yards. And he, he looked good. He looked Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. And I said, we're going to lose this game. The way he's run the ball, we couldn't tackle. His burst of energy, it, it just was bad. The catches Amendola was making, he had five receptions for 81 yards. I couldn't believe it. Um, you know, I, we should have lost that game. Our defense gave up 426 yards, which is, you know, a lot. But we did have the uh, interception. Detroit, they only had the ball for 30 minutes and 55 seconds. We had it for 29 minutes and 5 seconds. Um, so, you know, they had more yards. We only had 363 yards. Uh, they ran more plays. They ran 72 plays. Uh, you know, they had more passing yards. Uh, and everything else. So, I mean, realistically, when you're looking at it, it's a close game. We could have lost that game. So, rushing yards, they had 138. We had 149. So, we're getting back to that run game. Uh, you know, we had 64-yard rusher, a 41-yard rusher, 26-yard rusher, and a 19-yard rusher. Uh, they had 93, 23, 14, and 8. Uh, receiving spread out, too. I mean, a lot of it came in that fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, 76-yarder, 74-yarder, 38-yarder, 25-yarder. They had 81-yarder, 56-yarder, 55, 43, 26. Uh, so it was, a, it was an even game. You know, I think both teams are kind of in that boat of their identity. Uh, Matthew Stafford's their veteran guy. Their Adrian Peterson's their veteran guy. So when you really look at the Detroit Lions, they should do pretty well. And they did. They did what they had to do. They scored 23 points. And keeping a team to six going into the fourth quarter, you're thinking you're going to win. So I will say this. Mitch Trubisky, I think, put down some of the fire. The fire is still there. His seat is still very warm. There's still some flames there. But I think they die down a little bit. Um, we'll see. I believe they play the Giants next. Um, Giants lost to the Steelers. So they're not doing, you know, Barkley only had like six yards rushing, I believe. So I think that I, I was kind of nervous for the – uh, New York Giants game coming into the season, you know, kind of, again, they had nothing to lose, but, you know, they do have a new head coach. Um, their quarterback, Daniel Jones, he threw for 279 yards, but he threw two touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. So if the Bears defense can come back to that Super Bowl caliber that they can, if Cleo Mack and Hicks can get more pressure on the quarterback and more pressure on Daniel Jones, I think that they're going to feast a little bit. Um, Barkley, he only had six yards rushing. Uh, their quarterback, Daniel Jones, had 22 yards rushing. So it was either the Steelers had a better defense than the Bears do or the Giants just aren't ready to play. So with this confidence from this fourth quarter going in to play the Giants, you know, are they going to do well? You know, we'll see. Uh, uh, you know, so to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, I'm a little nervous for my Bears the way they played. Uh but if their confidence from the fourth quarter can transfer over, I think they'll be okay. The big question mark is going to be – at first I said the offense. The defense is kind of suspect. You give up 426 yards. Now, I know it was to Matthew Stafford, but you're the Super Bowl caliber defense. They've got to wake up. They've got to – in 2018, they had a, they led the league in turnovers, I believe. And last year they went way down on getting turnovers. Now we got one turnover, so we have a chance to get more turnovers. We do that, I think they'll be okay. If Mitch Trubisky can – throw the ball like he did in the fourth quarter, 
I think we'll be fine as long as we continue to do the, the run game. Because I'll tell you this, that first half, I know that we didn't do what we needed to do. But we were running the ball a lot. And if you watch those play actions, it got, you know, Mitch, he, he stayed in the pocket. But if you really look at him throwing the ball, he needs to step into the throw, make the throw. Uh, he wasn't doing that. I don't know if he was afraid to get hit. I don't know if he was hesitating on exactly uh, – who he's going to throw to, what the read was. So that makes me a little nervous. Uh, but, you know, he stepped up. He took the heat. You know, he's, he said he came out and said he takes a lot of crap, and he does. But guess what? You're the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. And so that's what's going to happen. Chicago Bears fans, we, you know, they want the Super Bowl. We got to see it in 1985. They want to see it. We went to 2006. They, they need the Super Bowl. Um, when, when expectations are high, you've got to step up. And it took them to the fourth quarter step up. So maybe maybe what we saw in the fourth quarter is what they saw in practice. That's why he won the starting job. I don't know. I just hope they figure it out. Uh, I hope it continues. I hope that defense wakes up. So my prediction is that the Bears do win against the Giants. Um, if they can tackle like the Steelers did and keep the rushing game down, uh, I think they'll do fine. I think that if they, the Bears continue with their run game, get more people focused on the box, do a little play action or RPOs. Um, you know, I think they need to go back to some zone run with Trubisky to keep them honest. He can move. Let's not forget that. Uh, take some risks. I'm not saying I want him to get hurt whatsoever, but you have Nick Foles sitting back there. So I think you can have a little more leeway to run him a little bit. Um, those play actions were killer because we had the run game going. Get those tight ends involved. Short passes, we, you know, those long passes, I don't think he's capable of. So those quick, you know, maybe 12 outs or curls, uh, speed outs, play actions, you know, to those digs into the middle of the field, I think are going to work. Um, so if they keep doing things like that, I think they'll be okay. Do what Trubisky can do, um, really, and I hope they can figure it out. So um, they proved me wrong in the fourth quarter. I'm still nervous as a Bears fan. Um, so we're going to see what they're made of. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's my uh, NFL review. Um you know, like I said, it's going to probably turn into a lot more of the Bears, so it might be just more of a Bears review. Um, but I like talking to the NFL stuff. So we're going into week two of the NFL. Um, if you want to call it week three of college coming up this weekend, it's week three or week two. Uh, you know, I think we're going to get the SEC going. Uh, I know the Big Ten was meeting. I, it kind of sounds like they may come back in October. I still haven't had the final word. You're seeing reports all over the place about where they're going to be. Uh, so glad to have football back, um, NFL and college. Um, hopefully we get the Big Ten back so we get a little more football. Um, you know, right, good luck to everybody out there in high school football that's playing Illinois. You know, they're fighting to come back. Um, right now we'll come back in the spring, but hopefully we come back. Um, but anybody out there that listened to this or watched it, thank you. Um, again, invites out there to coaches that want to come on and talk ball. You want to present what your defense is, your offense is, special teams, a drill, anything. I don't, it doesn't matter. We'll make it work. Um, you know, guys, I never thought I'd be doing something like this. So if you are a guy out there that's, you know, doesn't talk a lot on these type of things, come on and talk. We're, we're the same. You know, it's, it's nice and casual. It's nice and easy. Um, if you really want to talk about your defense or your offense, uh, I'll make it work. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I'm willing to learn and talk ball. So, guys, if you listen, you want to do that, get a hold of me. Um, so, everyone out there, stay safe. Uh, good luck to guys that are playing. Ready to watch more football this weekend. Uh, and let's see what the Bears got. So, everyone stay safe. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed. Heat-induced insomnia. That was my AHA moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.